You've made it through Halloween, now try to survive Christmas. Santa's here and he knows when you've been naughty. Parents have tried to stop it, community leaders have tried to suppress it. The PTA fought to ban it and critics tried to bury it. We watched the 1984 cult classic Silent Night, Deadly Night. We watch it so you don't have to, so you know what time it is. Greetings, moon goons and fuckers. Welcome to the Christmas episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst and the worst in horror movies. Horror movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me, returning with me, is Mr. Aaron Southworth. Ooh, that hurt my ears. Yeah, I'm sorry. So apologize for that one. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. It's a couple days after, but I still got the itch for Christmas. I still got the burn. Kind of like chlamydia. Couple days nonsense. We're recording this the day after Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So we did the cult classic, famous Silent Night, Deadly Night. So come on, join us on the warm side of the door for this crazy historical slasher flick. Uh, like I said, it was released on November 9th of nineteen eighty four. Uh. You can find it on Amazon, YouTube, iTunes, Vudu, Google Play, probably anywhere else. I actually happen to own the movie. As do I. I mean, this Aha. is one of the few ones that I actually own. So there you go. Uh, the average, the normal, the original movie is, I think, 79 minutes, but then if you get, like, the unedited... Which I have as well. Yeah, yeah director's cut or whatever, it's like 80 85 minutes, 80, yeah. yeah. All right, 85. Um, it was written by Paul uh, Kaimi and Michael Hickey with... Directed by Charles E. Sellier Jr., who is pretty much just up until this movie had done like all family pictures, <laughs> like all family friendly stuff. And then after this, I noticed his resume is like a ton of like religious documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> so he slipped in this one little yeah. fucked up piece of uh, piece or this, of work, or this movie like led him. It's like you know what I've done. <laughs> all religious right, here and out. Right. Um, now we can't talk about this movie without talking about the controversy that surrounds it um this movie was famous for being picketed and boycotted and protested against when it was in the theaters back in 1984 um most notably by mothers mm-hmm. a, a group called ma'am m-a-m-m mothers against movie madness um, movie madness <laughs> Um, the look, almost every PTA association. How could you be against movie madness? Yeah. Um, people magazine did a big thing on it and Phil Donahue did an hour long show on this movie. Jesus, Phil. So, I mean, this thing just lit up the controversy like all, all over the news. Must've been a slow news week. <laughs> Probably. And which is weird because the whole hoopla came over it being that 
that it featured like a person dressed as Santa Claus killing people, sullying the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, and Mom's like, we don't want our kids seeing that. I'm like, well, just don't take your fucking yeah, kids. Yeah. You should be taking them to this movie. It's in the first a rated place. R movie. Get but, get a clue. So they went apeshit over the commercial seeing that, and that's what led to every all this uh, hoopla. Um, and I'll get some more into that at at the end of the show. Um, the cast is really nobody too. I don't recognize. Rec- I don't recognize any um, of them. Some real older, some old, like older movie fans or like real movie bus might recognize seventies uh, like and eighties. Lilian uh, Chauvin, I think her, it's, she's a French. It's French name. Chauvin. Um, she played Mother Superior, and Ooh, she la was la. like a big character actor. She had a long resume, one hundred forty four credits. Oh, um, Superior. The, the three other movies that I on her resume that I thought were kind of interesting, just in line with this movie, um, Predator Two. Huh. Pumpkinhead 2, and <laughs> Universal Soldier with <laughs> Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren, which at the time when I was a kid, I loved that movie. <laughs> no shit, huh. I'm um, to think of who she might have been in Predator 2. I have no idea. I haven't seen that movie in years. It's been a long time since. Um, then the guy who actually plays the lead, Billy, uh, Robert Brian Wilson, this was his first acting role. You can tell. You can definitely tell. And it, the only other person you'll recognize for horror fans is... Uh, Lania Quigley does make is in this movie as well. We've done a few movies now with her in them. She plays just the dumb blonde yeah. Denise. Mm-hmm. So that takes care of all the prequel stuff. Let's just just jump right into this ba- Santa bag of goodies that is this movie. Santa bag of shit. <laughs> so the movie opens on Christmas Eve, nineteen seventy one, with this family driving in their station wagon on the way to Grandpa's house, but actually turns out to be a mental institution. We're going to go see Grandpa in the loony bin. Yeah, you don't Christmas know that until they pull up. Jesus. So, and that, I got to say, that that uh, station wagon is sweet. Now, oh, this is so when sweet. they had cars that had those bench seats, and like it's like driving a couch. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. It's like driving a car with a couch in the front and in the back. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, when I was a kid, we actually had, like, I'm talking like four or five, we had like a Pinto station wagon. We had a station wagon, too. And it yeah. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So, so big. It was huge. I know. Um, so the mom and to- son are talking, or Billy, it's the young Billy. He's in the backseat, and they're talking about Santa and all this He's stuff. reading a Santa book. Yep. Um, they arrive at the Utah Mental Facility. Is what it, That's all it's the signs of the me- Utah Mental Facility. And the grandfather is in a complete catatonic state. Right. He's not responding to anybody. He's not. He's yeah, just he's staring kind of, off in space. And so... Uh, the parents leave Billy alone with the grandpa, and they go off with the doctor or something to go over some paperwork or something. And suddenly, grandpa comes to life. So he's basically pulling a Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween Resurrection. Right, right. Or she they got it from this movie, most likely. But um, so And grandpa's like telling Billy that Christmas is the most terrifying night of the year. Santa punishes the naughty and like, be afraid of Christmas. Right. Like, which he's, is so weird. It's so strange. He's just like, have you been naughty or nice? And he's just like, have you been nice all year? And, he's, and Billy's like, no. And he's like, you better run for your life. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I Grandpa. Know. I was like, what is going on this, Grandpa? What meds is this and guy his face, on? he's just, he's really he's hamming into it up. It all. Yeah, so yeah. it's actually pretty good performance this guy gives. It's probably the best one of the whole show. So, um, and he, he tells him that if he sees Santa, you better run, yeah, better run for his life. And so, and then he's like, and Billy's like, Mom, and kids like, grabs like, shut, shut, kid. And he goes like right back into his catatonic state. I did like, I did like the scene when they first visit Grandpa and they go, and he's like, What's wrong with Grandpa? He can't see us. He doesn't even know we're here. He goes, Then why are we here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I'm like, that's a good question, kid. <laughs> so um, they uh, basically they get back in the car and they drive back home. They just up and leave. And so, it seems like a really long drive. Yeah, they make it look like it's a long drive for nothing. Um, now, keep in mind, it's supposed to be like really cold outside. Even the weather report says it's like low 20s. 21 like, degrees. They say like twice in like a matter of a few seconds. Um, I just noticed, like, I grab, yes, they're in a car, but really nobody in that car is dressed for the winter weather. No, they're really <laughs> not. Not at all. Um, so they're driving, and we cut to a guy in a Santa suit who basically robs a convenience store at gunpoint. He shoots the uh, the attendant, like, twice, two in the chest, one in the head. Yeah. And then he runs off, and he makes a big deal, like, $31. Well, Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah, he, like so he kills this guy <laughs> over 31 bucks. Yep. This is a bad Santa. Yeah, not Billy Bob Thornton. Bad no, Santa. no, this is a, this is real bad. Um, so the family now they they're driving. They come across the Santa whose car is now broken down. He has a sweet red car. It, does. I, it is a sweet red sleigh. I, if I, you exactly, will. I was like, yeah. saying, I was like, that's gotta be like, like, like it's a sleigh, man. Yeah, it's, that's a sleigh. And so the uh, Santa comes up to the car window and they're talking to the fa- Santa's talking to the father. And he basically he just pulls his gun out on him. Yeah, and he was like, I ran out of luck. And then pulls out a gun, gun and starts shooting at him. Uh, yeah, they do manage to drive, like, put him in reverse and drive away. And Santa's shooting, shooting, shooting. The car runs off the road. Um, Billy gets out of the backseat and runs across and the road. And he's fucking like, Grandpa's right. I'm running for my life. Yeah. He just like, fuck you, Mom, Dad. Woo! And just takes off. Yeah, because he's like, I don't want to stop Santa. I don't, I'm scared of Santa now. Mm-hmm. So he runs off and goes hide behind some like, brush or something like that. Brush somewhere. And... So Santa opens the driver's door, and his father falls out dead. He's been shot in the head. He then goes for the mother. He pulls her out of the car. She's screaming and fighting. Yeah, of course she is. She's going nuts. And he gets on top of her, rips her shirt open, just wham, buttons it all. This guy is horrible. He shoots a clerk, steals $31, shoots the dead, and it starts getting real rapey with the mom. It's yep. like he's got a lot of issues going he, he on. Major issues. Yeah. Uh, so basically, rips over shirt. You see boobage, and he just basically he pulls out a switchblade, like a, a, one of the flip open kind, just like pop open, and yeah. just, just deliberately cuts her throat, slices her throat nice and slow. And it's weird because I don't understand the mind of a killer, but at the same time, he gets on top of her, he's ripping her clothes off, and then he's like, ah, nah. I changed my mind. I really don't feel this is appropriate to rape her right now. So I'm just going to kill her. Well, it is 21 degrees. Maybe just, you know, he's shrinkage. He's turtling you know, up. He's turtling up. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah, just, yeah. He's like, you know what? I thought I could, but uh, it's just too cold. It's not going to happen. Um, so he pulls the catch blow. Now, Billy's watching all this from his hiding spot. Yeah, he's hiding behind some brush. And the baby in the car, there's a baby. His younger brother at the time was like an infant, like a baby baby. And he's crying in the back seat. And then that's it. Then we fast forward to St. Mary's Home for Orphaned Children, um, December of 1974. So we fast forward like three, three years, years later. Now. Yeah. Three years later. And basically a bunch of stuff happens at Orphanage, and I'm just going to kind of skim through it because this movie does a good job. It's very – it's not like other <laughs> slasher movies where like Friday the 13th where it, they focus more on the victims. It's like building up vic- – this movie really focuses on the backstory of Billy and – how he came to be right. the psycho he is, which it's a slow burn, slow build, but they do. And for its time period, I think it was actually very well done. It's I have, made it different. I have to totally agree. Now, this movie's only 85 minutes, but it feels, it moves slow. It does. But once it picks up, it goes. It's but, good. but it takes mm-hmm. a while to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, so Billy's 
pretty traumatized. Around, they've been talking, and two nuns are talking. Mother Superior and what was the other nun's name? Uh, Sister, Sister Margaret. Sister Margaret. Sister Margaret. So they're talking about how Billy's had issues every Christmas. He's he's got behavior problems. He's always a big mess at Christmas. You know why? Because his family got fucking killed by Santa Claus at Christmas. Yeah, exactly. God, and, and Mother Superior is being a real bitch, bitch about, about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, the orphanage, it's like 40 minutes of the movie is this young Billy at the orphanage. So I'm going to sum it up for you. Um, he gets in trouble for drawing a picture of a dead Santa and a beheaded reindeer. <laughs> it's a pretty good picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and then, so he gets in trouble for that. He sees Two older orphans, like seriously, or like 18-year-old orphans, which at that point, why are you still in the orphanage? Um, having sex in like a closet or something somewhere. Uh, and it's a really awkward sex, and they don't look very into it at all. Yeah, these sex scenes, I'm, I'm using sex scenes, yeah. are, you know, just basically two people who are naked, like, passionately are, are very tender, cuddling. tenderly kissing each other. Yeah, and it's more like naked cuddling. Yeah, it's it's really all it is. There's none of that, uh, uh, uh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, uh. So he, they, Mother Spirit comes in, busts the kids having sex, and he watches her whip them with the guy's belt like as her punishment. her leather belt. She's really, yeah. She's uh, got some problems, too. So <laughs> then later, he gets whipped by a belt, too. Uh, so he's getting whipped, and... Then he gets tied to his bed because he got up at night because he is having nightmares. So he got up and went out to the hallway. Mother Superior catches him, ties him down so to his bed like a goddamn torture yeah. rack. Like, like, and um, and then the, for, the 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 straw that breaks the back really is come Christmas. Mother Superior is like, you're gonna see my techniques work. You're gonna see that harsh punishment is yeah. the way to go. He's gonna sit on Santa's lap yep. and he's gonna behave. Yeah. So he, there's a Santa Claus there. He, they tried to force him to sit on his lap, and he's squeakly. He's struggling. He doesn't want to do it. He's like, no, no. <laughs> and he gets out and he turns and just sucker punches like left hook <laughs> from hell, <laughs> left hook from hell, like Dan Henderson's hook. Just. <laughs> Clobbers Santa Claus, knocks him out of his chair, like, not, like knocks the shit out of him out and of his chair. Off he flies running. back. <laughs> it's actually awesome. Just like eight year old kid, just knocking the fuck out of Santa Claus. <laughs> it's, it's, what the? His nose is broken. He's <laughs> bleeding all over. He's just like, what the hell is wrong with that kid? <laughs> that's that's a great scene. Love it. So, um, <laughs> so now we jump ahead again to spring of 1984. And Sister Margaret gets a now 18-year-old Billy a job at Ira's Toy Store as a stock boy. So just really quickly, I know we skimmed over the orphanage part, but Sister Margaret is definitely like his ally. Mm-hmm. She's, she's saying no to Mother Superior. His, he's got trauma. He's screwed up from Christmas. This is not the way to do it. And Mother Superior obviously is like, no, my way is the best. Yeah. So Sister Margaret is a, an ally of Billy's, like really pulling for him. The closest thing, yeah, he has yeah. an ally in the movie. Um, so once he gets a job, cue shitty montage of him working and being the ideal employee. And what is with that music in there? It's like, yeah, this- well, that's what they come to the warm side of the door. Yeah. It's so weird. It's a weird song. Yeah. Um, the music in this whole thing is bizarre. It, too. Well, almost all the music is like was custom for this. Yeah. Was- I watched it. I watched the movie twice. And the second time I watched it with the, the commentary on learned some kind of cool things about it. Um, but yeah, almost all the Christmas songs, like original, were yeah. Because I've by never heard any of these Christmas song. songs. Yeah, they're all yeah. Um, so shitty montage is going on. Eighties montage, got to do it. I, and the whole time, it's weird. Like I've never seen anybody else wear one of these things, but he 
at first it looks like he's wearing a karate gi. Yeah, it's like a weird smock or it's something. A, it's yeah. Big, but at first it looks like a gi until they show the whole thing. I'm like, okay, it's not really a gi, but it looks like a goddamn it gi. It almost looks like what Mace Windu wears in the Jedi movie. Like Without the, sh- the hood. Yeah. You know, sure, like, it's like a miniskirt version of that. Yeah, and it's just like, what is going on? It's, and it's, he's, I but guess he's the only one that wears it. I guess it's to protect your clothes when you're working in a warehouse. I guess, That's the only the, thing I can make sense of it. the douchebag Andy, who works like the warehouse manager or something with him, oh, he, he just, never wears well, it. He just doesn't do shit either yeah he does he just sits around and drinks so christmas has come around now and billy starts acting a little weird you see him unroll christmas banner he's like mm, it's got santa on and you see his eyes like go, he's eyeballing saying like yep. oh motherfucker and santa again so <laughs> he starts having these daydreams or dreams like actually a dream it's, it turns out to be a dream about having sex with this female co-worker named pam or pamela and again their sex is just and it and looks kissing. so uncomfortable. Like, she is not into it all. It looks so awkward. And it, Billy has a hairy ass. He, <laughs> that's the first thing I'm like, that's what hairy <laughs> ass. I'm just like, because it starts, it pans up from the ankles. They're yeah. like playing footsie. Then it goes to their butts. And, you know, and just, I mean, Billy's just got a hairy ass, man. Yeah. It, it does help because the angle it's shot right. at, like the light. It's, oh, it's so bad. So, it looks like Bob Ross is like hanging out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. Anyway, the dream ends with because with them getting killed by Santa Claus, and he wakes up like, no, it's naughty, naughty, because yeah. now he thinks that you know all sex is bad. So he's had some pretty big trauma in the orphanage. Yep. So he's just like, I won't be naughty. Yeah, yeah, he's all sorts of messed up now. So, um, the store apparently the store also has its own employee hired to play Santa Claus just for the store, and but that guy breaks his ankle ice skating, and Mister Sims, the boss has Billy take over the gig. Um, and which you just know that, well, that's a bad idea. Yeah, so <laughs> and, writing's on the wall. We know yeah. what's going to happen. So Billy is obviously not a very good Santa Claus. Yeah. And uh, I <laughs> love this scene. It's so awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> so he's playing Santa Claus, and there's a row of kids, and they come up, and there's this little girl sitting on his lap squirming and like, eh. and he's like, stop it. What are you doing? He's like well, whispering first, like, this to her. Please stop it. Please yeah. stop it. Please be good. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, cut it out. You know what you're doing? You're being naughty. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts, he starts going. He's like, I, you know, what does he say exactly? It's like, I don't know. Like, but he's like, no, I will kill you. Yeah, he's like, saying naughty. stuff like, naughty girls get I punished. Yeah, I yeah. He's like, you will get punished and I will punish you. And it's like, ooh, jeez. But he's like whispering this and she starts yeah. to settle down. And then all the family members are like, he's so good with the kids. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and he just gives her a candy cane and sends her on her way. Yeah, and then she like cuddles her mom, like, <laughs> like hiding behind her. <laughs> yeah. And the mom's just like, ah. Uh, the parents uh, uh, don't know it at all, but it's so obvious. The kid's like wants to get off his lap, and he's like, he's got like a death grip on her leg and like yeah. arms. Like you're not going anywhere, yeah. kid. <laughs> that's it's a really awkward scene. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so yeah. Anyway, the uh, once that's all over with, uh, it's basically time for the store to close. Time to close up. And, and um, Ira's like, close, uh, let's, well, let's first, just... okay, for let me real quick. Okay. Um, she, Andy answers in the back. Soccer room manager, whatever. Andy douche. He's he gets a phone call from Sister Margaret, who's calling to check in on Billy. And he tells her, "Oh yeah, Billy's playing Santa right now." Miss mm-hmm. Margaret's like, "Oh dear God!" She's, she's like, "Oh, oh fuck. shit!" Yeah. Yep. So she freaks out, hangs up. Now it's the store's closing. Mister Sim closes the store. Seven o'clock. He's out. It's time to get shit faced. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, I want to work for that guy. So now they have this impromptu Christmas party. Everybody's drinking. 
Billy now drinks for the very first time. This yeah. is the first time he's ever had alcohol. And he's drinking hard. You know, he's doing shots of J, like J&B whiskey. You know? Yeah. Like, he's not fucking around. Um, so the girl he likes, Pam, ends up uh, going off with douchebag Andy kind of to the back of the store. And he's watching them as Andy's kind of kissing on her and like they're flirting with her. And they go into the stockroom together. Now, Andy takes her back. Once in the second, he's like, hey, I'm here to give you my, a present. I got a present for you. And she's like, you're really going to like it. Can't you show this to me outside with everybody else? And she's like, no, it's just for you. You know, I can't show it to anybody else. And just this girl's got the most gullible, stupid woman ever. Yeah. She might as well follow, like, hey, the line, like, hey, you want to see my trouser snake? Oh, a snake? What kind of snake is right, that? Right, right. Like, that kind of line? <laughs> and she's like, okay. So. And Andy looks like the type of guy who spent a lot of time in the discos in like the seventies and eighties. Yeah, he's, he's got like the... Disco Steve. I mean, he's not wearing bell bottoms, but he he, just, he looks the part of the guy. He's like, just very eighties. He's got the little fro going yeah. on. You know, he's his pants are hiked up real high, skin tight shirt, you know, skin tight shirt. And, yeah. You know, all he has to do is just boom. You know, yeah. strike a John strike Travolta the, pose and Saturday you know, Night like, Fever yeah. pose. Yeah, exactly. you're right there. So. um they're back in, up front at Drunken Sims and another female co-worker. I love Ira Sims. He's like my one of my favorite characters. Uh, so He's shit-faced. Yeah, he's getting <laughs> he did shit, get shit-faced. They're getting drunker and drunker, and they start singing Christmas carols as Billy heads back to the stock room. And he can hear Pam telling Andy, like, stop it. No, 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 stop it. And we need to go back to the party. And Andy's like, hey, none of that. Yeah, he's getting real rapey. He grabs her and once again rips her shirt open. Yeah. Boobs popping out, and again, well, I'll come back to that. All right. So anyway, she slaps him, and he's like, well, fuck you. He pins her down, mm-hmm. mounts her, and Billy is watching all this unfold from, like, the shadows. And he's getting, like, flashes yeah, of, it's like, all flashbacks being, of- like, Santa get killing his mom, uh, being in the orphanage, uh, you know, all these horrible yeah, everything things that have happened. It's all these flashbacks yeah. from all at once. And so he finally snaps, and he charges towards Andy saying, Naughty! Naughty! <laughs> It's kind of like the, it's like instead of Hulk smash, it's just yeah, naughty. naughty. That's that's his, punish. That's, that's his mo through the whole movie. Yeah, then pretty much from yeah. here on out, every line is either naughty or punished. Yeah. And so he r- grabs a string of Christmas lights, wraps around Annie's neck, and lifts him off the fucking ground with one arm, one hand, one hand off the ground by the light. And it looks so awkward. Like, there is no fucking way. Like, God damn it. I mean, Billy, they, this one thing we may not have known, mentioned is that Billy's a pretty muscular guy. He he's does a, grow up to be a good, yeah, he's yeah, a big guy. He's a big guy. But at the same time, it's not. No. It's unless no. you got the adrenaline going. I mean, with all, I'm going to let this one slide a little bit. And mm. the reason is, okay. just because of the, like, this, imagine like an adrenaline dump. I mean, you hear about like, Moms lifting heavy things to save their kids right. and stuff like that. Maybe with all this trauma and everything, he finally snaps. Well, the one thing you know, is, uh, again, lift you up know, a car. So. You're using your legs, both your arms, your, your whole body. This he just lifts this guy up by a string of lights with one hand. Like how one is how the string the, the lights don't snap and how I I call bullshit on it. It's, hey man, they made things better, built to last in the eighties. Okay, but, I don't know. you guys who listen know that's my my, my pet peeve. It is shit it is. like this, and yeah, it is stupid. But so anyway, Andy dies. He turns his attention to Pam, who at first he's trying to soothe her. He's like, "It's okay, it's okay." Yeah, but she's like. You're crazy. No, you're crazy. Yeah. You're saying you killed him, and she slaps him, mm-hmm. and they Real start. Smart. Yeah, she's they struggle a bit. He grabs a box cutter and stabs Pam right in the stomach with, and then 
cuts upward he with it. Guts like, her, yeah. Guts her with this thing. She falls down dead like this look on her eyes. Like, oh, like it's actually a pretty not a bad death scene. Um, so now she's dead. So hearing the commotion, Mr. Sims, he's he's in the back, he's in the front, he comes back to have a look. And he's like, he doesn't see anything, he doesn't see anything. He turns around and claw hammer to the head. Yeah, Billy, Billy. jumps out, he goes, ah! <laughs> it's hammer time. Yeah, exactly. And blood splatters everywhere. And it's like chunky blood because they get like a bit of skull. I do like the it. chunky blood. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so now the other, the last remaining co-worker, uh, she... I don't is, remember her name. I don't know her name either. It's like, yeah. I really she's don't. She's like a secretary or she's like a HR or something, something like that. Something, yeah. yeah. She's not a bad actor. She actually does a kind of a yeah. funny job with this role. Um, but so she's left calling out for Sims. The lights go out except for the crystal night. She's like, oh, it's so cool. It Bring, cool come yeah. on, look at this. So... She's like, Sim, Sims, where are you? So she goes to the back. She finds all the dead bodies. She's like, oh, shit. Yeah. She runs the doors, which, of course, have been locked yeah, by Sims. So Sims locked the doors earlier. They show him when he locks the door, yeah. and he's got the keys on him. So she's trying to get out. She's like, fuck, it's locked. Yeah. Goes this, to call the police. And this is where you see Billy take the fire axe off the wall and goes after it. Now, there's it's like a little cat and mouse in the store. Um, she hides around. It's a little trickery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she does manage to knock him over, cause him to drop the axe, which she picks up and runs for the front window. She's about to break the windows with the axe. And, and Billy's like, no. And Billy goes, wait. No, he, he, <laughs> he says no or something. He's like, no. And she stops and turns, turns around. around and, and it shows Billy with a fucking bow and arrow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Where did this come from? I mean, I'm, it might be in the store. Uh, but it's it is still, a toy story, and at that time it might have been a toy. But, but he just—it's so fucking cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was just like when I saw, it, I was like, "Bow and arrow!" Yeah, he, he comes like Legolas. It was like, <laughs> lets the arrow fly right dead center mass, right through her chest. She falls down dead. Billy unlocks the doors and just leaves. So, but right after that, basically, Sister Margaret shows up. She sees the massacre, and. And it cuts away to some house where Carol's outside, and a guy and a girl are about to have sex on a pool table. Before we before we leave Ira's toys, okay, I gotta say, what a fucking display of toys! Do you see the Return of the Jedi, Jabba the Hut display? Yeah, I I was like, I was going through how many things I had that. I I know I had that. I'm looking through that. I'm just like, oh my god, I want to hang out at Ira's toys. I had that Jabba the Hut thing. Yeah, and there's there's mousetrap on the wall, and there's this. I'm like, oh my. Yeah, I'm looking at all my childhood toys. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's got like a Batman costume. There's and a the really one. shitty G.I. Joe, like just yeah. plastic. It's like a, basically like a green garbage bag with like really flimsy mask that says G.I. Joe on He's it. Got G- yeah, they also had G.I. Joe toys. I'm looking at all this and I'm just like, oh. I know. It's like that's all our this, childhood right all there. All this nostalgia is coming back. I got that Job of the Hut thing for Christmas one year. <laughs> I remember that. I love that job because it's a thing. The doors flip open. Open. Oh, did like a little pit underneath there. All right, so I just had to talk about it because it was great. Yep, it's totally great. Moving on. To Moving on. So banging on a tool pool table. Yep. Uh, I just lost my where am I? Yeah. So uh, guy and girl. The girl, the blonde girl, is uh, Le- uh, Lania Quigley playing Denise, and she we get more boobs of her. They're making out, and they nearly get caught by the younger sister, but they trick her to go back up the stairs using Santa. Well, you know, Santa tactics. I thought she was babysitting. That's the vibe. No, I, was I don't. Well. At first, I thought so too, but then I, I don't know. I thought sister, just because they're talking about homework, and then actually in the commentary, even when it said, "Oh, the little sister," so I okay, just went with them. Well. Um, but it, so, yeah, if you don't know, it could be babysitting. But so uh, they she they go back to getting it on, but she quickly stops again, saying, "Oh, she she needs to go let the cat back in because she hears jingling the jingling of its collar." Yeah. 
And so she puts on a pair of Daisy Dukes. Man, and they are right up her ass. Yeah, they are. I mean, you can't get more like up your ass. So it's pretty funny because she's making out with him. He's got some pretty sweet one-liners. I like the pool table guy. Like I could see myself hanging out. Yeah, because he's like, uh, like, uh, you know, if, if if you don't go to bed, Santa won't come. He's like, well, he won't be the only one not coming or yeah. something. Like if we don't get back to it, the best one is like, uh, they're about to go right back at it. He's like. Two ball in the corner pocket. Yeah, I know. I was like, this guy's cool. And was, when there's the carolers, he also puts, he's like, I can't concentrate. And he puts on this music. It's like, it's like, you know, a little sexy, but it's like sexy Christmas music. Sexy it, was, Christmas. it was sexy Christmas music. And I'm like, this guy, it was a tape. It was a tape cassette, yeah, it's too. A tape. So like, it's got to be a tape. This guy's got it going on. But I just noticed that she puts on Daisy Dukes to go answer, to open the door. And when she takes off her shirt, again, I'm like, so far, every woman in this movie is not, like, nobody wears a bra. No one owns a bra. Nobody owns a bra. And if you're going to go up and open the door, like, why would you just put shorts on and not a top? It would make more sense if she didn't put the shorts on and just threw a shirt on. Exactly. Yeah, because she still had her panties on. Yeah, she's still had her panties. Just throw on a shirt and you're fine. Yeah. But no, she... She opens the door. Wide as it will open with no shirt. Just stand there and Daisy Dukes going, Kitty, where are you? Yeah. Well, in the commentary, they said, oh, she had to be topless for her death scene. But at the same time, she's like, I don't know. Like, Why would you answer the door topless? It makes no sense. No. Um, so anyway, she opens the door. Um, and I can't why put him on the first place. The cat actually, cat actually does come inside. It's like, oh, it's a cat. No, there is a cat. But right as she closes the door, Billy pops up with the ass. Naughty! Punish! <laughs> she slams the door, but Billy just starts hacking through he with the axe. He just smashes the door smashes down. smashes it down. He throws the axe at her, but it misses and gets lodged into the wall. And so he grabs her. They're struggling. She's screaming. And he's picking her up, like, over his when head. He's, when he's picking her up, man, he's just lifting her, like, in the sky. I mean, it's like, like, really. Yeah. It, it's like he's doing, like, a Liberty Lift or something. Like, yeah. One of those things, like, like dancer <laughs> lifts. Like I don't know. It's seen in Dirty Dancing. Yeah. When she like, runs and holds him up. Overhead lift. He's just holding her. Just, he's basically just running around the room. <laughs> over, over exactly. So, and he's just saying, punish, punish. And he basically just impales her on the antlers of a mounted deer head. Yeah, it's funny because he's holding her up his head. He's, like, looking around, like, what am I going to do with her? And then he <laughs> sees this antler. He sees the de- the stag's head, and he's just like, yeah. There's this <laughs> moment where he just kind of goes, oh, yeah. You know, he just And when he impales her, it's so slow. He's just slowly yeah. pushing like, her through. And the effects on for 80s effects, it looked pretty good with not the bad. antler coming yeah. through the, yeah. the, the, the stomach. And she's like, oh. And he's, it's, so, it's not like he was like. Whack! No, it I was mean, it was slow. Slowly pushes her through. It's pretty pretty nasty. Yeah. Now, according to the audio commentary, Cisco and Ebert hated this scene and they bashed it a lot. They just like were ripping apart this scene for some reason. I don't. know. That's a tidbit from the audio commentary track. Boo, Cisco and Ebert. Yep. Now, I don't know at this point how the hell the guy downstairs or the little sister don't <sighs> hear any of the screaming. And that's one of the problems that I had. bothers I mean, me so much. I mean, he smashes down the door. He's yeah. stomping around. The place isn't that big. I mean, I've been in one of these homes before where it has, I mean, he's not very far away from. It's, it's, it's a by level. It's like you yeah. walk in door and you mm-hmm. go straight downstairs or like up, you know, right there. Or on so, the main floor, yeah. So there's not a whole lot of, the sound would travel right No, and, and it's, it's pretty ridiculous because it's really loud. She's screaming. Mm-hmm. He's throwing axes into the wall. Not Furniture's getting knocked over. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the only thing is, well, he was playing that sexy Christmas tape but on the, but the girl like she's just like right in their bedroom like yeah so why how nobody hears this I don't get it, uh, but the guy does eventually come upstairs, and he sees the broken down front door, and then finds her dead body. 
But the way he does it, again, I call bullshit on because he practically walks right into now, there, it. I thought about that for just a second, too. However, when you first walk in the door, there is a, like, a fluffy The fuzzy, tree, like, whatever the fuck that thing is. It was is. like an animal fur on the wall or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and I think it maybe weird... would block his view. Maybe, Regardless, it's still like, ooh. It's still, it's yeah. like, legs it's dangling. fucking from... girlfriend yeah. hanging on a stag's head. So... Uh, anyway, he sees her. He screams, but as soon as he screams, he gets attacked by Billy from behind. They fight. It's a pretty decent fight scene. And I gotta, I gotta give pool table guy some credit. He's taking it to Billy. Yeah, he does. He knocks him down. He did, kicks him in the nuts. Did you ever, <laughs> when you first saw this, the blonde pool table guy, did you, to me he kind of again, but he kind of remember of Billy Zapka from Karate Kid. Yes, <laughs> I was like, is that Billy Zapka? <laughs> yes, it's like his cousin. It is. It yeah, totally he looks, looks like a Zabka. lot like him. A lot like him. So, uh, anyway, Billy, again, picks this guy up and throws him out the window, which kills him because he gets impaled with all these shards of glass. Yeah. So, I mean, but the fight scene isn't bad. It's not bad. No, it's, it's not really bad. not Like, that he's bad. really trying. He, he I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it's not, like, times, a yeah. great, but for, like, you know, two dudes just mm-hmm. fighting, like, really, from what, like, no real fighting right. experience, just going at it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's not bad. Yeah. And, and you know Billy Zapka looked like actually gets the upper hand once or twice. Yeah, so yeah. It, you think well, you might be able to make it, but nope. Um, so Billy retrieves the axe from the wall and he goes to leave. But now the little sister shows up, yeah. thinking it's Santa Claus. And she goes, Santa, Santa you beat me my present. And Santa's got like he's got blood in his hair. And he's holding he, a fucking know, axe. He's, <laughs> he's, Santa's kind of beat up and you know, yeah. holding an axe, a bloody and axe. So he gives her the. So, Bloody yeah, so box this, this is the scene. So she comes up and she goes, Santa, and he, he kneels down, and you're thinking, oh, shit, he's going to kill a little girl. And he goes, have you, been, have you been naughty or nice? And she's like, I've been nice. He's like, you haven't been naughty at all. And he's, like, kneeling down slowly, mm-hmm. kind of creepy. And she's like, no, you haven't been naughty once. And he keeps asking her. And she's like, no, no, <laughs> no. And, and finally, he just he's reaching in and getting the box, the box cutter, and then he goes, here, yeah, <laughs> gives her the box cutter the as a present. Box and she cutter. looks at it and she's just like, "Well, this is." Exa- I mean, she's looking at she's him. Looking, like, he just walks yeah. away. He, he doesn't say. He just looks at like what she the has fuck? this great look on her face. Like, I really would have wanted a Barbie dream house, <laughs> yeah. but it gives a gift. But I a guess, but a murder <laughs> weapon, sure. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Santa. So she, he, he walks out. Um, I put an asterisk here just because. Uh, I just want to know for any of you who do watch this movie or have seen this movie, and Aaron, you, I hope you notice this too. But please take time to appreciate the sweet, sweet '80s giant oil paintings of two tigers yes! in the house. Yes, <laughs> I wrote that down. I forgot I was about to mention it because there's two of them. There's two. Huge. I know not just one painting of a tiger, but two, two paintings of a they're tiger. So big. I mean, they're they're, they're like, like the size of five a wall. by five paintings of tigers. <laughs> I wrote that down. I remember I was like, that. I love it. It's uh, so, and then the wood is just, the house screams 80s. I mean, it's just wood paneling. Yeah, and these, yeah. It's so awesome. It is so funny because the, the one by the pool table, I was like, okay, yeah, a tiger painting by the in the rec room yeah, or whatever. Right. I get it. But then upstairs, they have another one. And when I saw the <laughs> other one, I was just, I lost my shit. I did too. I was like, ah! <laughs> so um, it cuts to these two doofy cops driving around in their, uh, Ford Bronco cop car, and they're talking about how they're supposed to bring in Santa Claus on Christmas, and they just so happen to drive by a house and see a Santa up on a ladder climbing into a second-story window. And, of course, they rush into the house. They don't, they they don't, they don't ring knocked. the bell. They just, they just kick the door run in. right in. The wife's in, like, 
Hey, what's going on? She's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And they don't say a thing. Nothing. They just run upstairs. Run run down the hall. And they cuts come back towards Santa creeping in, like, saying, oh, this girl's bad. Back to the cops. It's, I don't really like this thing because there's no music. The cat, it's just awkward. It's kind of, it's dumb. Mm -hmm. But all it does is the fight scare because this turns out to be the the father, the girl's father. Trying to play Santa for her daughter. And that's it. It's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be, like, comic relief almost. You I don't know. think it kind of. I think it's just supposed to be the false scare. I I, I just think oh, I didn't. So I didn't see it was comic relief. So we're at all. both on two different wavelengths here. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, there just was no. It was not executed well because no. I looked at it as almost like because when they pan back the cops, they're like, whoops, <laughs> yeah. you know. Wah, so wah, wah. Yeah. I mean, they just needed that music. That's over. the that's the idea I got. I didn't get the false scare. See, so I, yeah. I thought it was supposed to be false because like, there's no music. If the music was like some eerie music or something, maybe helps it. But it's just there's nothing. Yeah. There's and then you talk about it. Covered, it's like, I don't, they did, like, we didn't know what to do with the music here because the way it was shot, I was like, blah blah blah. So, um, but we didn't do any, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that's it, nothing happens now. Out in the woods, we're out in the woods now, and we get these two teenage boys with sleds, and they're yeah, like about, maybe 13, 13, 14, yeah, yeah, maybe 13, 14. I, I say 14, they're not 15. driving yet, they're not, yeah, 14, yeah. 15 ish. Um, and then they're about to go sled, and then they hop to, to pop out two more larger boys. Who are supposed to be, I guess, teenagers, but they look like they're in their fucking twenties. They look old. They look like my age. They look. <laughs> they're way too old to be fucking bullies. Yeah, they, for like to be harassing, like like especially the, the main first, one. You know, yeah, the like, main one. Yeah, he looked old. Like he looks like he should be a manager at a Denny's. Yeah, or something. he should be in a you bar drinking, I mean? fucking a Pabst Blue Ribbon, or or you know, God knows right. what. Right, he looks way too old. I don't even like Pabst Blue Ribbon, but uh, <laughs> he just—he's like the type of guy who looks like he should be drinking it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so basically, the bullies—they bully these guys. They noogie them and strangle them. They like, get out of here and give us your sleds. Yeah, they so basically, like, basically, twenty-five-year-olds are harassing fourteen-year-olds for their sled. And there must be nothing to do in this town. Apparently, like I get the teenagers going sledding late at night. Yeah. You know, they're just having some fun, doing whatever. But the guys who are, you know, should be at the bar, exactly, are not. So the bullies should take us a bully one sleds down the hill, hooting and hollering, like, "Woo, yeah, crazy!" And he's not going that fast. It's, yeah, it's getting. Just- Pretty, but, uh, pretty pretty anticlimactic. Yeah. Because yeah. they were talking about how sweet this hill is. Yeah, like, it's, okay, it's, let's like, see it. it's barely like a 10 degree in decline yeah, or something it's, like that. It's like, they have to, they're like pushing they themselves. To, they are like yeah. pushing themselves. <laughs> um, so Bully 2, the main one, who really, the old looking one, he gets on the sled. He starts going. He's hooting and hollering too. Billy pops up from behind a tree. Naughty. Naughty. Cuts with the axe. Cuts <laughs> the head of Bully 2 clean off as he sleds by. The body on the sled goes all the way down the hill to where his friend's standing. He's like, yeah, that's... And then he sees it, He's like, oh, my God. And the head comes flopping down yeah, the hill. Yeah. And he starts screaming, like, ah, ah! And it just it cuts to the police station where we meet Detective or Captain Rich. I don't know what if he's a detective. He, some guy. And he finds Sister Margaret sleeping on a bench waiting for him. Now, he tells her there's been three more murders. And... We got to figure out where he's going to go. What's he going to do? So, so it's jumps. now Christmas Day. Yeah, it's Christmas Day. And it jumps back to the orphanage where all the kids are opening their presents and having a good time. Yeah, so they, they basically, Sister Margaret put it together. She's like, you know, the, you'd understand, you know, there's a little bit of logic to this. You'd understand why he's doing this if, if you know what he's been through. Yeah. And the detective says, well, the, the and we can maybe use this to. What's he going to do next? Yeah. And, we, and then it's like the light bulb situation. Like, oh, the orphanage. The orphanage. And, yeah. yeah. So we get quick cuts back and forth with the detective and Sister Margaret and this other cop driving out to the orphanage 
and the kids have to over running around and playing with their presents. So it's like back and forth here. Mother Superior is in a wheelchair now. Yeah. Um, the kids outside see Santa, a man in a Santa suit start approaching them, walking up. But so is the cop. He pulls up. He gets out. Uh, and he's, he's like, like stop, stop, stop. Sorry, freeze. And the man, Santa's completely unarmed. No, he, and he just gets shot he's in the back. He's reaching towards a kid. Yeah, and yeah. the kids reach out for him. Just gets shot in the back three or four times. Pop, pop, pop. Blood splatters on this one kid, which I, I thought was awesome. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> awesome. And he dies. And the kids are ordered back inside as the cops approaches the dead Santa, but turns and then cuts back to the detective and sister, who reported real that it, a Santa was killed at the orphanage, but it's the wrong guy. He does not fit the description of the killer. Yeah, it turns out it was a deaf priest. <laughs> the church. <laughs> who, so they shot a deaf priest. I know. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. No, it's like what? Um, <laughs> I kind of was like, "Media church, like you know, it's like with the priest up there leading the congregation, like peace be with you." And it, it was like also with you. He's like, "Peace be with you." Come on, peace be with you. <laughs> He's like, Hello. Actually, how does he lead somebody into him? Or how is he just like, what's going on? <laughs> so anyway, um, the cop that shot the priest stays behind. And the state of the orphanage to keep an eye out while Mother Superior leaves the kids and uh, singing Christmas carols. And oh, okay, Aaron just mentioned she's in a wheelchair right now. Yeah. So it's the only way that can kind of indicate that it's been time because nobody ages in this movie. No, it's been no, 10 years. No. But no, it was like, oh, let's put a shawl on her and throw her in a wheelchair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She didn't age a day. Mother Superior is keeping And it she tight. was old. Like, yeah. She was no spring chicken yeah. when, you know, in the opening of the movie. Mm-hmm. So. The cop outside is looking around. He finds his way down to an old cellar or boiler room that's yeah, separate so, from the building. So, so there's, the cop is there. The mother superior is like, you've done nothing but fuck things up. And she's she's a bitch through yeah. and through. And so he's like, well, I'm going to take – he's like, I'm not going to take this shit anymore. He's like, I'm going to go search the perimeter. And it takes forever. Mm-hmm. They really they, – they follow nearly every single step he takes. It's yeah. a very long scene. So he's walking around, and he's you know checking corners, and he sees this – you know, kind of like you said, in an open, like, I guess, mine shaft? It's not a mine shaft. It's just like, like an exterior cellar. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's not attached to the, the main building. It's right. like this separate underground cellar, which leads down to like a boiler room kind of Giant thing. boiler yeah. room. So he's looking around. It's kind of building suspense. Oh, there's nothing there. And there's yep. nothing there. Nothing happens down here until, until he starts going walking back up the up. stairs. Um, yeah, so he walks up the stairs, and as soon as he gets to the top stairs, wham! Out Naughty! Billy. <laughs> Naughty! Naughty! Axe right into the gut. Yeah, and it's like it's like he hits a bag of blood, I yeah. swear to God, because it's <laughs> just blood everywhere just explodes out of his chest. And he it's falls like down the... <laughs> it's like he's a balloon waiting to pop, just full of blood. It's like blood <laughs> bag. Just he hits him, just... <laughs> And he falls down the stairs. It's actually a nice cam worker, because yeah. the camera kind of... Takes you POV. See, it, it, it's like POV falling downstairs. And then he kind of does like this zooming shot through the door down the stick to an overhead of him. It, it was kind of neat, like yeah. camera work. I yeah. kind of liked it. So Billy now enters the orphanage. And all the kid, one of the kids rushes up to him thinking he's Santa. Santa, Santa. While Mother Pierre is trying to hold back. I was like, no. And she drops the bomb on the kids by saying, there is no Santa Claus. <laughs> In front of all the orphanage, <laughs> all the orphan kids, you know, and as Billy's approaching her. And he's right in front of him. He pulls out the axe from behind his back, so he must have retrieved it from the guy. Mm. And he's got over. He's about to kill Mars Superior, who kind of just gives in. She closes she her eyes. She closes her eyes. Like, right, she's just I, like, I'm, it. I'm fucked. Yep, you I'm know. in a wheelchair. I'm done. 
And right before he gets that, he gets shot in the back by a detective bam, bam, captain bam. or whatever he is. Mm-hmm. Who his shooting posture is so awkward looking. It's so staged. <laughs> and it's like what? Who shoots like that? <laughs> He's got his legs really far spread apart. So, I know he's like shorter with the part all that, but he's like they're bent down. Look, he's like about to ride a horse. Like if you, right. like you could put a horse between his legs. He's bow legged. Yeah, bow-legged. his <laughs> arms, his shoulders. Like it's so weird looking. It doesn't look right. So it's like uh, he's ne- it's like look like you know how to shoot a gun, and he's never shot yeah. one before. <laughs> it's like is this right? Is this right? <laughs> hey, we'll it's, go with it. It's remember in the westerns. I yeah. guess. <laughs> so sister Margaret rushes over to Billy, and he. He's dying. He says to her and all the kids, you're safe now. Santa Claus is gone. Yeah. And then he dies. The camera pans over to the axe, which is landed at the feet of one of the orphan boys. And the camera pans up, and we see that it's Billy's brother, Ricky. Yeah, so the infant kid. The baby from the, the baby beginning. The baby from the beginning is also an orphan in, orphan in this orphanage. And now, the, the age, yeah. he should be a little older, I think. Yeah. Then, but anyway. Ricky is saying they're giving Mother Superior the evil stink eye of death. Man, he is looking at her like, you bitch. Yeah. He's got some mean, it's a mean mug. Oh, there this, is no good thoughts running through that head right this now. This kid is mean mugging. Yeah, real mad hard. dogging her. And yeah. he, he's, then he says, naughty. And roll credits. Awesome! That So that is uh, the original classic Silent Night, Deadly Night. Fresh off our minds, we're going into Favorite Kills. There can be only one. Favorite kill. All right, favorite kills. Classic movie, Aaron. What you got? What we got? Okay, so my favorite kill has got to be in Ira's toy store. When he oh. shoots her with the bow and arrow. <laughs> okay. I, had no, you, I don't think we've done a bow and arrow kill yet. No, I don't think we I have. Don't think we not, have. not a favorite kill. And it was so random and weird, but at the same time, kind of explainable because it wasn't like a compound bow. It was just like, you know. No, it's, a, it's like a cheap little toy bow. Or like, what kind of, we used to have like in high school PE class. Right, exactly. Like, like target term. shooting. Yeah. Class. But it's just, it's so funny because he goes, wait, or no. And she stops, turns around, and you see him holding it like, and she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> turns around to try and free herself and then whap. You know, he just gets nailed with an arrow. <laughs> Weird. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my favorite kill. Uh, I was torn between. I for some reason I really like Pam getting the box cutter just because the way she dies. It's so like, like they're just looking like locked eyes and she dies like horrified. Um, Denise on the antlers was good just because it comes through so close. That and was that was a close second. That's for a me. good one. And then just the bully, the twenty year old bully getting beheaded on a sled is a good. There, those are there's some good kills in this movie. So if I have to pick one, I'm going to pick. Bully two on a sled. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna go bully two on a sled because it's his own. If he would have been in the bar drinking like he should have been, been, he wouldn't wouldn't have been dead, and <laughs> he got what he deserved. Um, you know, don't steal a 14 year old sled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the body coming down, I mean, it looked pretty good. The, yeah, the, the I mean, gore for, looked again, good for mm-hmm. its time. It mm-hmm. was very well done. Yeah. So the head rolling down. And after it's a it. tough. Like I said, I like. There's a lot of good kills, mm-hmm. but I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm going. Uh, Boy to bobsled. All right. Sliding on the head. All right. So that brings us to it is time for the odds and the ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Now, ratings uh, kind of ran the gauntlet. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of imagine. So yeah. um, IMDb 5.9 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes 25% on the tomato meter. 
with a 40% audience score. That seems kind of low. I thought so, too. Yeah. But Amazon, being Amazon, like it always is. 3.5? 4 out of 5. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 4 out of 5 on Amazon. Uh, plot keywords. There were 284 plot keywords for this movie, which is now the record for the most amount of plot keywords of any of the movies we've done so far. Really? I think the previous like 177 or That's something like lot. that. That's a lot. That's a ton. And these are some, these are they get some scientific plot keywords on Interesting. this. Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure you saw lots of Santa, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, reindeer, yeah, whatever. Of course. Yeah, jingle bells. Yeah. So uh, here we go. Rampage, psychotic nun, berserk, <laughs> frenzy. Now we get to the scientific. Eurotropophobia or coitophobia, fear of sex. Huh. Uh, was it uh mastigophobia? Fear of being whipped, flogged, or other punishment. And rhabdophobia? Rhabdophobia? Fear of being severely punished or beaten by a rod or being severely criticized. Or black keywords. So we went deep. I'm like, that's pretty... That is pretty deep. Yeah. And they all make sense. Yeah. But, like, I've never seen something like that scientifically, you know, like, in these black keywords. Someone's looking through, like, Grey's Anatomy. Like, the proper terms for these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I may have mispronounced it, but you got the gist of it. Yeah. Now, the last one I brought that just funny for the, all you perverts out there. All right. Camera shot of bare feet. <laughs> <laughs> for you foot fetish people, there's camera shots of bare feet in this movie. There are a lot of feet. They show, yeah, because they have like three different scenes of the, the again, quote unquote sex scenes. Yeah. And, and they always start at the feet. The feet panning up. Yeah. 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 That's what they do. Um, all right. So moving on to the trivia, I found some good tidbits of information about this movie. Um, <clears throat> starting off, this opened the same weekend as a night, the original Nightmare on Elm Street in 1984, and it actually outgrossed Nightmare on Elm Street on its opening weekend. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, it is. Um, I so, guess all the bad press helped. I was going to get know. to that here, but yeah, all the more bad press, it just makes people want to go see it more. You, you tell me I can't see it. Well, I want to see it. Any press is good press. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, in an interview documentary from Going to Pieces, the rise and fall of the slasher film, Lilian Siobhan, Mother Superior, admitted it was a mistake to center the film's publicity campaign on Santa Claus and believed it would generate far less controversy if the studio instead focused on Billy's psychopathic plight, or, yeah, pathological plight. Also, in the story by People Magazine, which I covered from 1984, the lead actor, Robert Brian Wilson, who played Billy, said he felt so ashamed by the controversy, he told his friends and family to avoid seeing the movie. What? I'm like, fuck no, go see this shit right here. Maybe he's ashamed of his acting because it yeah. really stinks. Yeah, that, I think that's probably it anyway. But I, again, about the controversy, before I go into I know I have more of it on here somewhere, but the fact that he got so outraged over this, I don't know if it was maybe the time the commercials were aired originally, but this is not the first movie to feature a killer Santa Claus. Um, you, the movie Christmas Evil, which I did watch and might do next year on this, we might do next year on the show, came out in 1980, and that has a man who goes crazy and kills people in a Santa Claus suit, huh. and that came out four years prior to this. So I, the, it's really weird. This is what got all the ho- strange hoopla about. Now this was a larger production company. This was Anchor Bay, I believe. That no, Anchor Bay is bought, it bought or, and re-released. Okay. It. The, uh, TriStar is the one that from the eighties, which is still did. a large, which is, at the time was huge, large yeah. production company. So now this other movie was it a big? I don't remember. Okay. I watched, but I don't remember what production company it was. Um, so moving on, many of the kill scenes were directed. 
by editor Michael Spence due to the fact that director Charles E. Sillier was uncomfortable with handing the gore of the heavy parts of the film. What? Which I'm like, then why sign on to do a horror movie if you're uncomfortable with right? The gore? It's so weird. It's it's you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I thought too. Uh, to protest the film, critics uh, Cisco and Ebert read the credits out loud on their television show saying, shame, shame, shame after each name. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. that That's intense. That is intense. For the 80s, that's intense, man. I mean, every single one? Well, it does, I, it's, or at least, like, yeah, the actors and the main people. Like, shame on you, of, gaffer. Shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. Yeah. That's incredible. Talk about press. Yeah. Oh my God! You can't pay for that kind you of stuff. You can't. I mean, that's that's. Just, I, I saw like I can't believe they'd actually do that. That's yeah. nuts. So um, the axe that gets embedded in the wall in the uh, the Lania Quigley death scene uh, was actually apparently a real axe that apparently launched at her. So Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't move. <laughs> Stay on your mark. <laughs> We're gonna launch a real axe at your head. Is that thing hit the wall? <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so good audio. Look, look yeah. quickly. <laughs> That's commitment to the role. Uh, the film was originally known as Slay Ride throughout production, but TriStar changed it to Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night uh, last minute because apparently there are other movies being worked on with the name Slay Ride, and huh. they just changed it last minute. I like Silent Night, Deadly Night. I like it better, I love too. it. I like love it so much better. Um, the Toy Store, Ira's Toys, that's featured in the movie, is named after... Ira, which is the first name of the film's main producer. Mm-hmm. I saw that when uh, when the credits rolled. I was like, oh, yep. I wonder if that has, I wonder if that's a coincidence. Now, here's, this brings it to um, some one of our two local roots, mm. possibility anyway. Okay. Uh, Sam Raimi, Albert Magnoli, and Ken Quampus were considered to direct this film originally. Now, Ken Quampus is from Belleville, Illinois. Huh. He's also did a lot of directing, a lot of episodes of The Office. Okay. So, um, Quampus? Quampus. K-W-A-P-I-S. Ken Quampus. Horrible name. <laughs> um, the title Slay Ride actually ended up as a subplot in another film, the Disney holiday movie Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> in the Ernest film, the prospective Santa that Ernest was looking for was appearing in a horror film entitled, excuse me, Christmas Slay, which we did a movie named Christmas Slay. That's right, you did. Last week. That's the one you did when I was out of town. And not the original, obviously not that one, but right. I'm just like, oh my God. That's, that's funny. The odds of that. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. Producer Ira Barmick, there we go, that's the one he's named, had to buy back the distribution rights from the film after TriStar pulled the film from theaters amidst all the controversy. Wow, they pulled, pulled it. Yeah, they pulled it. TriStar Jesus. also rescinded deals with RSA Columbia for home video and HBO for cable distribution. Um, now, but uh, this was confirmed on the, when I listened to the audio commentary, they, they confirmed this. Now, a two thousand, uh, basically the main, what comes out is the main reason why the movie gets pulled. It's not because of the controversy, the protests and all that. Hmm. It's because at the time, Columbia slash TriStar Pictures was owned by Coca-Cola. And Coca-Cola wanted to avoid offending. Uh. They wanted to avoid offending Coca-Cola because of their ties with Christmas and the Santa and all that. So they pulled it out because TriStar didn't want to affect the Coca-Cola product and profits. That's in, that's deep. Not because of the controversy and, and, and the, the picketing and all that. That's deep. Which so, really just would have helped make more money for the movie. Sure, but then you don't want people banning Coke. 
or so, coke. You don't want your basically your boss who pays all the bills to say fuck you. Yeah. yeah so that's why they pulled it. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. Now here is another neat t- local tidbit. We got a lot of them apparently. Don Shanks. I know this is in the credits. Like, wait, I know that name. I know that name. Don Shanks. He's the male stuntman in this movie. He was also the Santa that was climbing in the window on okay. the lantern. But most horror fans should know him for his famous stunt work playing Michael Myers slash The Shape in Halloween 5. Oh. He's also f- from Piasaw, Illinois. Piasaw. Piasaw. <laughs> Which is not too far from here. No. So that I thought was pretty cool. Now. Final one. This movie has been voted into the top 10 100 horror films of all time and top 25 slasher films by various other sources and websites, which okay. is kind of kind Yeah, of. I mean, that's nice. And, you know, at the end of the day, the movie's not really going to knock your socks off. No, but, well, not by today's standards. But it's still, for 1984, well done. Yes. So, moving on to everybody's favorite segment of the show, we get to play The Budget Game! Time for Aaron to blow his wad with the budget game. Boom. So, Aaron. Now, we were supposed to have a guest today, yes. but I guess bailed at the last minute. Couldn't, just couldn't. I just, something happened. Couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I prepared for this as if we were supposed to have a guest. So, just keep that in mind. Aaron, what's your budget guess? Okay. So, this is a TriStar film. TriStar so, it's a film. big budget. Uh, now, you didn't have any name, big names, and I understand that lots of times the names require a lot of stuff or require more money often. I guess the biggest name would be the most superior character. Yeah, and she, yeah. Um, and she wasn't in it a ton. Uh, 1984 money. We're playing with that. So I'm going to guess $850,000. $850,000. Survey says Aaron came in under, hmm. but not by much. That was one of your closer guess. The budget... From, again, from what I heard on the commentary track, was an even one million dollars huh. for the original negative of this film. Now that's not a bad guess. No, yeah, that's I was right in guess. the ballpark. Now, because even though you lost, and well, but it is Christmas time, you get really as a prize, you get a giant bottle of Port Brewing Santa's Little <laughs> Helper Imperial Stout <laughs> Ale. But since I was explaining to have a guest, I, I you also received the second place prize, which is. Uh, insanely bad elf imperial red ale bottle. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> there's your 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 prizes for because you won the budget game. All right. <laughs> hey. So I get sweet beers. Thank you. These are cool. Um. Now just some more budget information. Um. This movie grossed over four million dollars in ten days in a quarter of the country in its first limited release. Wow. It was on pace to gross. $20 million or more before it got the you know rug pulled out from under it. Right. So Which in 1984 is... It's huge. huge. I mean, yeah. $4 million in 10 days on a million. I mean, that's On crazy. a limited release. Yeah. on lim- That's just awesome. So, moving on. Now it is time for five-star reviews. Is this your guilty pleasure? Five-star reviews. Now, of course, this being a cult... Classic, Classic, there were several, yeah. but I found some that were um, worth... Just kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. All right, from Conehead. This was one of the best horror films I've ever seen. When I was a boy, I saw it in theaters when I was 17, so he's one of the lucky few. Yeah. But this 
but this copy here will blow your mind away. So you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. And this movie is why Santa Claus is coming to town. I like it. Five stars. <laughs> From S. Smithers. Hmm. Silent Night, Deadly Night is one heck of a movie. The only thing I didn't like was that the killer Santa didn't get to kill the person he was on the way to kill after beheading the kid on the sled. I don't see what the outrage was all about when it came out. Kept me in the Christmas spirit. Five stars. <laughs> and I got to agree with Smithers here. I wanted Mother Superior to fucking die. die. That's the only person I wanted to see die. And really quick, I know we're doing five-star reviews, but I just got to mention this. I think Mother Superior is the villain in this movie. She basically created Billy through her abusive techniques and her just stern, stern ways. I think she's the villain. She's responsible for those murders, and she should fucking die. And she doesn't! (laughs) Damn it! It's a good point. I mean, she is kind of, you know, yeah, he's traumatized from watching his parents get murdered, but she certainly doesn't help the situation at all. Uh, that kid should have been in a proper mental care facility, not just care of He should have had therapy. Nuts. He yep. should have had, you know, like Sister Margaret was trying to do the right way of, you know, nurturing him. And we're, ugh. Yeah. So, uh, so I got a few more here. From John. Great classic movie. Love the fact that back in the day, all the old blue hairs protested against this film. <laughs> if you like this one, watch Santa's Sleigh. Hilarious horror comedy. I said I'd throw that one out there because that's referring to the Goldberg one we did, too. Yeah, yeah. Love that one. I was listening to that on the way here. You you liked it. I hated it. <laughs> but, uh, all right, next one. Amy Pearson. My husband is in this. Five stars. Yay! I love <laughs> those looked reviews. It up, looked it up. I looked at Amy Pearson. So I went through and looked up at every cred. There is a person named Jacob Peterson in the movie who was just one of the random kids at the orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> so she married one of the... Orphan kids. All right. Um, all right. From M. Hickey. Now, wait a minute. Hmm. Wasn't the writer of this movie named M. Hickey? I believe I it believe was. it was. Yes, yes. So, easily the best Christmas movie ever made. Captures the venerable spirit of the season with a nice dollop of Old Testament revenge. <laughs> Violent retribution against the naughty and general Yuletide-themed mayhem. While giving fresh meaning to spare the rod, spoil the child. It wouldn't be a happy holiday without Silent Night, Deadly Night. Five stars. Hmm. Hmm. Suspicious. Yes. Now. It's well written, too. It is well written. Mm. All right. Now, I had to go. I went to found this one star review. I don't know when to do this, but I have to just. It's a little long, but just listen to it and then tell me at the end of this if this doesn't make you want to see the movie more. Okay. Because one star reviews are noise like, don't watch this, don't watch this. But all right. So from Charles Tatum. This little slice of hell was picketed when released because of the psycho killer's dress as Santa Claus. That ain't the half of it. I have never seen a film that has such a devout hatred for children. <laughs> the first 20 minutes of this are nauseating as a child is scared after wisely being left alone with his catatonic grandfather. The child sees his parents killed, including his mother, getting her top ripped off and her throat slit. His father gets shot in the head a couple of times. The boy, Billy, and his baby brother, Ricky, go to an orphanage where all the beatings and with beatings and being tied to a bed commences. He grows up, leaves the orphanage, finds himself playing Santa at a toy store. He has a flashback and begins killing everyone. Of the four women killed in the film, three of them are topless when the death occurs. The children at the orphanage witness not one, but two men dressed as Santa Claus shot to death right in front of him. 
when Billy, the main killer, is off, is off, Ricky goes a little nuts, guaranteeing a sequel or two. I remember thinking this was no big deal that the killer is dressed as Santa when this film came out. Now that I have kids of my own, I would not let them within 100 feet of a TV while I reviewed this. <laughs> this film is disgusting. Without the slightest scare or original idea, go rent Black Christmas instead. This is unrated and contains strong physical violence, gun violence, sexual violence, gore, profanity, strong female nudity, brief male nudity, sexual content, and sexual references. One star. Now, tell me if you're not hearing that, you don't want to go see this movie even more. I, I'm, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. A lot of toplessness going on? All right. Exactly. Wait, hold on. Good gore? All right. Yeah. Wait, Santa Claus is getting shot? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, this is the best review ever for a movie. You're like... This is get you to go see it. So you failed, Charles. Was it Tatum or yeah, yeah, Charles Tatum? Nice try, buddy. All right, so we're wrapping down. Final recommendation: so bad, it's good. So bad, it's scary. Aaron, you're up first. So bad, it's good. I kind of figured you'd say that. Um, I can't lie. Uh, this movie, it's classic. It's a cult classic. Uh, I say so bad it's good as well. Like, yeah, I mean, I, think I mean, for, gonna... don't get too wrapped up like, oh, it's ban- only banned all this. It's not that bloody and gory. No. And, um, now, I will say, I, I want to say this. Um, it, I not the version I remembered when going back into this because there was a very inside joke line that Aaron and I have from when we did. I was kept waiting because I thought it was this movie, but apparently it was one of the sequels. It's a different one, yeah. It's got to be the sequels, but I kept waiting for that. Um, so. <laughs> anyway, gotta say, so bad it's good. I you got. I mean, do yourself a favor. Watch this movie. It's a cult classic. Just enjoy it for what it is. And because uh, if you're if you don't watch this, you're naughty. Yeah. You're punish. Punish. <laughs> punish. Naughty. <laughs> All right. So that's gonna wrap it up for here. We'll be back in the new year. Yeah. In the new year. So happy new year, everybody. Horrible horror 2016. Rolling on. Rolling on. Mm. So we meant watch us. Or watch us on whatever. <laughs> we can watch us, but follow us on <laughs> Facebook. You're not going to watch us. You're not going to watch us. You know, follow us on Facebook. You're going to check out our website, horriblehorrorpodcast. You're going to listen to us on iTunes, which is totally free. You're going to, you will check out our Twitter at So Bad It's Scary. Uh, you can also check us out at Podbean at horriblehorrorpodbean.com. And Aaron already mentioned the iTunes. Uh, check us out there. That's going to wrap us up. 2015 is in the books. Merry Christmas, all. Happy New Year. We're out, Moon Goons. All right. Take care.